football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. When the team scores, you score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, min $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome in. It is the Monday edition of the PFF Betting Podcast. As always, I'm joined by Kevin Cole, one and only showdown expert for PFF.com. And Kevin, we had a pretty interesting Week 10 takeaway. I know the Titans won in the AFC. Uh, your New England Patriots basically put the thump down. Buffalo Bills as well. How do you kind of have these three teams stacking up in the AFC? Who is your uh, favorite to probably get to the Super Bowl out of the AFC? I mean, I've had the Bills as being the best team for a while now in the AFC, uh, fading the Chiefs somewhat, although they're showing some... Mm-hmm very minor signs of life offensively, at least so far. Um, we'll just give some context here. We're taping after the, after the first half here, where they've been grinding, grinding the ball down the field. So nothing's really changed for me. It's weird with Tennessee because I think we've gotten very lucky as yeah. uh, pocket protecting nerds that the Tennessee Titans have been able to win this game, despite the fact that their running offense has been bad and their passing offense has been mediocre. Uh, They've been winning these games with defense, so I don't think that's necessarily a great sign going forward. And then when it comes to the Patriots, I, you know, some, some people are trying to crown them. Like they're going, like they're going to work some magic and make it to the Super Bowl this year off of this one game, but they've had some pretty bad offensive performances recently. And I know the point differential, I think that's the thing I've seen a lot recently in the last five games, they had this enormous point differential and they've been highly reliant upon turnovers that can continue for a while. It can't continue maybe even the rest of, you know, the next four or five games in the season, but we'll see if that's uh, something they can continue throughout the rest of the entire season this year, because Mac Jones has still been very up and down. This is not a typical Mac Jones performance. You're not going to get conversions of, you know, four, five, six straight conversions of third and five plus in right, in, right. in games like we saw today. Yeah, definitely some unsustainable play from the AFC in general. I do think the Titans obviously rely heavily on some of those turnover situations. They have had a lot of turnover luck the last two weeks, and I agree with you a little bit. So I guess, do you do you think Mac Jones has been the best rookie quarterback in the NFL so far, or do you have somebody else basically in front of him right now? I mean, is there someone I don't know about? I guess. I mean, besides Justin Fields, we know how you feel about Justin Fields, right? Trash. Right. Uh, right, these rookies right. have been trash. I mean, you can try. I mean, I, I'm I'm trying. 
to think that um, Trevor Lawrence can be decent. I mean, I'm not really, I, I'll admit that I didn't watch this game in great def- detail, but you know, I pulled up the old uh, box score, which we go by, of course, right. we try to watch as, as little nerds. as possible right. and just watch and see the box score. And he was what he was like three of 16 or something like that at one point, And then five of 18. And I know they went a little bit of a run. Uh, near the end of the game, but it's really hard to pull that as to being anything but a disappointment. And yeah, you're right. Fields has had some good games, but I think we're going to need a little to see a little bit more from Fields before we're going to say that he's been better than Mac Jones so far. And Mac Jones is being good by being, you know, mid-range sort of quarterback. Although his his PFF grade is probably through the roof right now, so I, we'll have to check with the yeah. audited numbers that come out. He's probably like jumped into the top five or right, something. Right, definitely. So he was second overall on the week. Uh, best of the worst. I would definitely agree with you on that. So we'll see. You know how things transgress if the Patriots can stay relevant in the AFC. I'm kind of with you. I don't really buy into it as much, but I want to get your thoughts on you know the Buccaneers. Obviously, poor performance. This week, we had them, you know, I think you kind of liked Tom Brady's MVP odds improving last week when they were on the bye, just with the fact that everyone else kind of fell by the wayside. What do you kind of make of the Buccaneers' performance? Is this more of an outlier game, or are you kind of, you know, buying into them as maybe not being the best team in the NFC? I mean, I think it's an outlier game. I'd have to see it. I I know that the first interception was a little bit of a weird one you know it was right. one i think it was a jalen darden maybe who who caught it and then it went flying up in the air and then there was this controversy after the game that bruce arian said both of the interceptions were on tom brady but i mean bruce arians how old is he? he's old he just doesn't right. remember what happened for that for that first interception i don't think it's really a controversy there uh i mean it's gonna hurt when you have a hampered chris godwin who ends up playing no antonio brown no gronk and these weird things can happen. And to tell you the truth, my bank account will tell you that the Washington football team has been this team where every week I'm like, okay, this is the this is the week they're going to turn it around. Like they can't continue to be so bad on third downs offensively and so bad on third downs defensively week in and week out. And then they finally turned it around this week where right. they hadn't done it the entire season. Some of their underlying numbers were a lot better than their record. So that they're a stronger team than people might think also. That's interesting. I would I would not have expected that takeaway, but I do actually appreciate it. I do think it is uh, the correct team. So what, who what, do you? What, what's your takeaway, Ben? Let's I not, mean, let's not let this all be about me. What, what are you I mean, doing? Are, you, are we shoving dirt? You. Are we shoveling dirt on top of the? the the Patriots and I think we should at least shovel dirt I think we should at least shovel dirt on Tom Brady MVP conversation but the problem is okay I'll I'll give you that I'll give you that but who is the MVP now because Tyler would have had a good chance but can you win the MVP by not playing I mean I guess so last week we were willing to give Tom Brady the benefit of the doubt by not playing and moving him up in the rankings so now it's like five weeks are a little bit different than like actually missing games games right yeah the extent of the game so I do agree with you I mean uh you know Colt McCoy this week against the Arizona Cardinals looked just you know tremendously Aaron Rodgers is going to be back in the conversation which is unfortunate you know well at least the one team we can very thankfully is the Seattle Seahawks which I do think is probably a good thing don't even talk about the Seahawks Seahawks were my lock of the century of the week Oh, at no. plus three and a half this week, and uh, Russell Wilson uh, is dead to me now. Well, again, he should I mean, be. He should he's, be. He's, he's canceled. After right. I canceled him as being overrated last season, now he's overrated. When pe- if people just think he's bad, he's overrated now. Right. Yeah. Definitely. You you hopped on the bandwagon too quickly. I think was you learned you the thing that you lost. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll see. But we do have a Monday night showdown. Obviously, talking about the NFC West, we do have uh, Rams 49ers, three and a half point favorite for the visiting Rams. Uh, 
in San Francisco, 50-point total. Do you like anything on the spread or total in this matchup? No, I, I, I don't, although I agree with some people who may point out to the fact that, like, why do the 49ers seem to get as much credit as they do? I mean, maybe right. you can say they're not getting a ton of credit by being a, you know, a more than three-point underdog at home, but... They haven't shown us a whole lot, right? But I, I do think some of the, the the underlying fundamentals, the 49ers are not that poor. They just got to tackle, like just do some tackling this week right. as they weren't doing last week. And Jimmy G has been better than some people think. I think he's been actually he has had his two best games of the season the last two weeks. So um, no, I mean, maybe I would lean a little bit towards the, the Rams here, but I think it'll be interesting to see how they, rotate on offense now that uh you know bobby trees is out right. beckham's in van jefferson's gonna have to step up and then they have someone named bennett scroll or something <laughs> i don't even know how to say his last name who's gonna have to play some snaps at wide receiver yeah i, I definitely like where you headed that with that right and i do think that is a good segue into the showdown slate so obviously the rams you know receiving situation is in flux a little bit uh do you project this basically to be 100% Cooper Cup? Do you like Tyler Higby maybe be, you know, getting a little bit more involved, being that secondary receiver at the tight end position? Or do you actually think this is a spot where Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be uh, playing significant stay up snaps and getting some of those high-value targets here uh, for the showdown slate? I mean, it's really tough to say. I mean, I think Beckham can be somewhat involved. The problem is, from a showdown perspective, he has the seventh highest salary which is kind of ridiculous right Right. um coming in this week and seeing how he's going to play him he's much higher than someone like van jefferson so van jefferson would probably be the player that i would lean a lot more towards than to beckham i'm not sure as far as these are huge contests that come on these island games so for monday night football there might be a little bit of the kind of square money that's flowing in and putting beckham in these lineups so maybe you can find something on jefferson but i think jefferson would be a much better play in this circumstance than than beckham and it, when it comes to tyler higby yeah i think higby's going to get a little bit of a bump but you know higby's been running something like 96 97 of right. the routes in the most recent game so his usage really doesn't have anywhere to go up at this point yeah, definitely so it's just it just depends on kind of how that target distribution breaks down if cooper cup gets over you know the, the 10 I mean, cup, cup has like has been the seen. slate breaker multiple right. times this right. season so so he's gonna have you know he's gonna be rostered in probably 20 percent plus as far as the captain position is concerned and it's just really hard to project anyone as being a value at that level if you're not lamar jackson Right, right, definitely. I agree with you. So then, so then, and pivoting in that, if Cooper Cup is going to be that highly rostered, is there, you know, a situation where you'd maybe get on board with one of the two quarterbacks in the captain position? Guy, that, you know, you said earlier you have liked what Jimmy Garoppolo has put forth the past couple of games. Is he a little bit almost under the radar here uh, as far as the captain position goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unfortunately for for all of us, he is. I mean, we don't like it, but but I think that he's only going to be rostered. And I mean, I'm only projecting him for less than four percent uh, rostered in the captain position. That's just a really low amount for a quarterback who is on a team that's not a 
you know, 15 double point digit. underdog yeah, or something like that. And underdog. I think the problem is people are just, it just leaves a really, really bad taste in your mouth to go with him where you could go with cup. You could go with Stafford. You could go with Daryl Henderson. You could go with Debo Samuel, you could go George Kittle. You could go with Brandon. Ayuk. Eli, uh, you know, Elijah Mitchell. There's so many choices you could go with first that he's going to end up getting knocked way, way down and he'll be a value. I mean, he's not going to hit often, but I think there is going to be a good chance to get value on him as a captain in these lineups. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you actually quite a bit. I do think he is going to be a little bit too much under the radar based on projections, kind of like what you're putting forth. So what do you what do you make kind of that, you know, 49ers pass catching unit then, right? You touched on George Kittle, uh, Debo Samuel, maybe Brandon Ayuk. Any of those guys popping up uh, in the flex position or any other spot that you kind of like them from a showdown perspective? Twenty five percent off any PFF subscription if you use code betting pod grades and data are live for every single player who logged a snap last week you can go check out the highest graded players from week nine and look to find early value on spread picks and player props for week 10 what all do you get with a pff subscription all of pff's locked article content pff's nfl and college football betting dashboards are grade power projections cover probabilities and betting values zero to 100 grades of every single player including the top rookies on every team yeah i think i is probably the, the biggest value, value here i'm not sure if people are really aware of the fact shows that you the best Values he did produce play, pretty well DFS, recently. Not great. He had the fumble, uh, but he had a couple so of, of big plays the and in their in their last game. And he's still someone where I think people have kind of forgotten about him vis-a-vis um, Debo Samuel in particular. So I think he's a good play. He's less, you know, his salary is less than Odell Beckham in, right. in this one. So I think that for that reason, he's a pretty good play. And I don't mind um, Elijah Mitchell. Uh, Eli Mitchell, according to to DraftKings on here, which always confuses me a little bit, because um, he's even lower than Ayuk as far as how much that, that he's going for. And he started to get involved a little bit in the passing game where he wasn't before, despite the fact that he, he profiles as a smaller running back, as someone who should right. be more involved. They were really parceling that out between him and between uh, Jermichael Hasty, and now they are going and they're giving more of that work to Mitchell. So if Mitchell's getting not only the early down work, but a little bit of the late down work, that's a strong combination and a guy who could really pop if the 49ers can win this game, which is definitely not out of the question when we look at a team that's, you know, four point underdog. Right, definitely. And I that is actually intriguing, right? So I did, you know, I do the, uh, you know, PFF.com article for Monday player props um, and same game parlays. Our player props tool actually likes Elijah Mitchell to go under 2.5 receptions, really heavy juice, minus 177. We also like him to go over 14.5 carries. But if you're saying that you kind of like him in that passing game work a little bit and he actually goes over 14.5 carries, he's going to be uh, potentially that slight breaking performance uh, on showdown here on Monday night uh, if he gets all that usage. So do you not like him to go under 2.5 receptions right now? Yeah, I think that's a fair number. I'm just thinking that. Sometimes when it comes to these showdown slates, the perception on workload doesn't necessarily align as well as it does for the player props. And I still think for Mitchell, right. if you look at number one, like his his salary is pretty low. Um, his salary is not at the level of someone that you would think would get two and a half receptions and then another 14, 15 carries. So I, I think that's in a PPR, right? This is a PPR format. So I think that's part of it. I think part of it is just playing the perceptions, playing the fact that there are many other big names as part of this that are going to soak up 
um, different uh, allocations for, for, for players, for um, rosters that are going into this. I think all of those come into play is that even if you don't think he's necessarily a value on the prop side, he could be a value uh, in the showdown slate forgotten basically right. um, for what yeah, yeah. potential workload that he could put up. Yeah, definitely. There's always that game theory element with showdown. Obviously, that doesn't happen in the player props. So we will see. I know this is like basically my dream player prop setup, right? Our two highest value plays, Matthew Stafford over 2.5 rushing yards. Second highest play, Jimmy Garoppolo over 3.5 rushing yards. I do think those are probably uh, my two favorite player props bet here coming into Monday. I have to do it for the brand, of course, over rushing yards props. Four quarterbacks uh, is the one thing that I can get right here. Is there you anything love Stafford else? Stafford over. I you love, love Stafford. Stafford. I mean, it's like it's it's just the dream. Is he right over here two right yards now. yet, or not quite? It's, all he's got to do is fall for it. I think it's going to happen here pretty easily <laughs> on Monday night. So make sure you lock that one in. But what what else do you like from a player props perspective here on Monday night? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it. I haven't perused it quite in as much detail as, as perhaps that you have on here. But like I mentioned, I think Mitchell, if we're talking about the over on on the carries, carries. that would be definitely someplace that I would like. Again, you're kind of playing on the fact that maybe the game script on this one can be a little bit different than some people think. Um, and, and, and that's a potential place to go with it. And then if we're looking at another one, it's, it's really tough on this one. I mean, I think... Cooper Cup, if you wanted to go, I mean, we have a slight edge, I think, going, actually, it looks like it might be going under his receiving yards. But if you wanted to go under, I think that's an interesting place, too, because we're talking about his number here is almost 100 yards. Right. And I know he's on that sort of tear this season and everything else has happened going on, but I don't know. I guess I'm still going to always be a sucker for looking for regression on the season, despite the fact that we have a decent sample of him going way over that number many times yeah definitely i agree with you and i mean he is what 35 yards over what he started at the season at so obviously he has been you know a target monster basically when no i don't think i mean not even close he runs like it sometimes right he has been way more productive than I would have ever given him credit for. Uh, I think that was my biggest miss in fantasy football in general heading into the 2021 season because he is literally the person that you need in order to be successful in fantasy this year. So, Right, right, right. He definitely is, which is kind of interesting. So we will see. It's obviously going to be a, sh a fun uh, game. I lean towards the Rams, maybe. Maybe it's an under game as well. I know Kevin doesn't have too big of a preference on the game spread or total. We do have a number of options in the showdown. A player props tool. Make sure you check out everything from Kevin Cole. His great showdown analysis is going to get you, you know, the roster percentages, the leverage projections, and everything else that you need to kind of get your DraftKings lineup set up correctly. Make sure you check out the player props tool, best bets, everything else that we have at PFF.com. From Ben Brown, joined by Kevin Cole, we appreciate you guys listening to the PFF Betting Podcast. Thank you.